welcome. Here we are bridging the gap between the young and seasoned, faithful and faithless, single and married, to the Fortune 500 CEO and even unemployed. Through our own experiences, conversations, and collaborations, we hope to initiate and cultivate camaraderie through this journey called life. So join us. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm Sheila Engel Ledbetter. And I am Kayla. And we are so happy to have you here as we we're gathering together and talking about uh, just what we talk about, whatever comes up, what Holy Spirit leads us to. And we have agreed today to talk on worship, praise and worship. This is Kayla's. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is Kayla's thing. This is where her heart is. This is where she's gifted and anointed. This is where her education is. And this is where I just submit and maybe come up with some questions. I know I worship the Lord the way I worship the Lord, but I, I want to learn more about that. So, you know, Kayla, just uh, hit, hit us hit us with the with your best shot here. Hit Give us some with... good wow, stuff. Wow, she's got some one-liners here, some songs here. <laughs> We're about to have an episode where you just say a line and we just sing a song from it. <laughs> it's appropriate. All right. So, so yeah, it's um I mean, that's a big introduction to come in on because I am by no means a doctorate professional in this area. You know, the Lord um just not a lot of people, little backstory, like the, the Lord gave me the gifting of music, you know, from a young age. And, um, it's something that, um, was cultivated, you know, was nurtured, um, through, you know, my mom and, um, uh, my grandfather is an incredible musician. Um, you know, he just, he sings like Frank Sinatra and just beautiful voice and, um, just some big opportunities there. But, um, just, you know, just real quick to where I'm at now, you know, just went, um, went to college for music, went to the university, studied voice in my undergrad, um, classical music, and went on to get my master's in, um, church music with a, um, ministry and theology emphasis. Um, but it, it, I always tell people all the time, I don't even know where to start because, um, I really say I couldn't get away from music if I tried. It would chase me for the rest of my life, literally. Um, and it's so funny because, you know, where words cease, music comes in for me. And I know for a lot more people. And um, as a musician, it just, it takes on the role of a, it's just on a whole new level, really. But um, in worship specifically, um, a lot of people ask me, well, how did you know you wanted to um be a worship pastor, be a worship leader, be a minister of music, whatever you want, the title you want to call it. How did you know you want to do, do music for God, the kingdom, the ministry? And I said, I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't know. Um, that was, that was a question that I, I wrestled with God with while I was in college, honestly, you know, because, um, I, I had a secular classical, classical training and, um, I knew one thing. I've always been really shy my whole life. Really not so now. People look at me and they're like, uh, that's weird. <laughs> if you knew me, uh, BC Kayla, um, <laughs> I was super shy. And um, it's still one of those things where I get up on stage and I'm like, I, I, I hate the spotlight. I don't want it to be about me. You say all the time, you know, why did 
you know, Phil says, your husband feels like, I know why the Lord gave you this opportunity, this platform, because you're so humble with it. You really don't want it. Well, that's how I feel about worship and music. I don't want the spotlight. I don't want to be a mainstream artist. I don't want a gig. I don't want any of that. But I have this gifting and this calling and the Lord's crafted me and cultivated those gifts in me to be able to stand up there and do his will. That is my Mm -hmm. life's purpose. Mm -hmm. So that was a very long intro. (laughs) Um, Worship, you guys, is so multifaceted and it's something that has morphed in every generation, every season. Um, You know, you study, you go back all the way from antiquity you know, where you have the Gregorian chants and then you go all the way from all the generations to the to the White House tent revivals, White House, <laughs> to the White Tent revivals, <laughs> to the worship wars, um, to the genre differences, the d- dividing of churches. And a lot of those, you know, there's there's two main things with the church and that is the worship and the word. Mm-hmm. And when those two, you marry those two together, um, that is when you are in the will of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, it, it, it's so vast, you know, we're not going to be able to talk and hit on mm-hmm. everything really, uh, today in this podcast, but, um, I guess a verse that most people um, associate worship with in the Bible would be Colossians 3.16 that says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, Mm -hmm. and spiritual songs, uh, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Um, and even, you know, with six years of schooling, you would say that would make me a professional. I, I have air quotes here. Um, I still feel like there's so much I don't know. There's so much that only life experience has been able to give me and show me. And then there's so much that today only makes sense. I'm, I'm just now kind of putting the pieces together, you know, because when you're formally learning something, you may not be there yet in life, but you're you're learning it still. Um, so it's funny how God bring these things back around. Um, I don't know. Do you have a, a question you want to start out Two with? Two or three and... things. First of all, I do want to say the fact that you have that heart of there's so much I don't know. That's when God can use you. That's when God, because you don't have that pride of I got this. Everybody just sit down and listen to me. Raise your hands and praise the Lord. And you know you don't have that heart. You come with a humble heart and you allow Holy Spirit to to move you. And, and I think that's huge. But what, another thing, he inhabits the praise of his mm, people. When you said mm-hmm. that, he inhabits, he's there. He's encamped around the righteous, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we can go and play church mm-hmm. or we can we can really just go. The church is the ecclesia that, you know, we're, we are the church. It's not a building. Or we can go and worship the Lord and say, have your way. What What yeah. do you want today? With expectancy. Expectancy. Yeah. And yeah. you do that. You you usher us in to the presence of the Lord. And and it reminded me of the, the podcast we did on Thanksgiving when you said with a grateful heart. Because, you know, we enter the gates with Thanksgiving and um, with praise we uh, enter the courts. I think it says that in Psalms. But um, one of the things that I really wanted to ask you about is, is thinking about Lucifer. Lucifer was made uh, that as being one of the high, one of the high angels uh, uh, 
to to praise. He led in praise. And I just can't help but get tickled sometimes thinking about how it must make him him and his little minions so upset when we jump into that praise. It's like, yeah, you were created for this. You were all that in a bag of chips and you knew it and that's why you fell. But here we are and God is pleased with us and pleased with our hearts. But it's important to God. Or, or there wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been set up the way that there was actually a leader over the praise and worship. In the book of Revelations, it talks about the angels, you know, saying holy, holy and praise and glory to your, and it's like, uh, there again, it's something that's going on here on earth that's also in heaven. And I, I love that because we partner. It's contemporaneous oh, it, word of the it. day. Yes, yeah. Together. Yes. It's, um, yeah. And that was something that, um was interesting to study too because you hear that I mean you don't even have to be a bible believing Christian to know that hey you know Lucifer was involved in worship you know <laughs> you, you read it in books all the time he was you know one of the archangels and was highly you know thought of and um but when I was actually studying it um the bible actually is not very detailed in the occurrence of Lucifer as, I guess you could say, the, the minister of music in the heavenly <laughs> realms, um, the master musician, um, which if you guys want to go back and read that, that's in Ezekiel 28. Um, so we don't know all the exact details. You know, probably the most of what it does say in the Bible is that Lucifer was one of the original archangels of God, mm-hmm. that his purpose was to be involved in the worship of God, probably as one of the leaders helping lead and usher it. Um, and I, I went back to thinking, I'm like, well, we know the story. Like we know the importance of worship. We, in you know, Lucifer is, he's, he's always highlighted, you know, you have the, the, the story of good and bad, evil and good. And which is, and probably most every major movie, Marvel movie out mm-hmm. there. But when I was setting, I was asking God, I was like, but why is that significant? You know, we know there's there's an emphasis on it, and it's a big deal because the devil, Lucifer, oh, you know. But, um, and and I just begin to study it, and I, you know, like most times, I I don't want to always just read commentaries. I, I'm learning to cultivate the Lord speaking to me, um, and the Lord brought to remembrance the scripture that the battle is not um, against flesh and blood; it's against principalities; mm-hmm. it's against powers against the rulers of darkness and of this world against spiritual wickedness and and high places and I was like okay so why is that significant and and if you think about it the Lord spoke he said what is one thing that that separates God from every other major religion out there you Mm -hmm. know it's not what can we um it's not a set of rituals. It's not a set of, you know, do's and don'ts and all this stuff. It's like the Lord inhabits the praises of Mm -hmm. his people, the worship, his worship. And what would be the biggest threat against that? You know, his creation, Mm -hmm. worshiping the creator. It would be another entity, another idol coming in, desiring that same worship. And that is that's where Satan comes in. That's where Lucifer, that was his fall. He took pride. You know, it says in Ezekiel, he had, um, it mentions, um, liars and just gold, you know, just gold diamonds and sapphires and such. So he was highly prized, but, um, what is one thing that Satan wants from us? Why is this such a big deal? Why is worship 
such a big deal at the end of the day. Um, and it's because he wants our devotion. He mm-hmm. wants our worship that belongs to God. He wants our heart. We're all, yeah. we all worship something. Mm-hmm. And that's really where our purpose, our morality, everything stems from. Who are we living for? And that's where the big chasm mm-hmm. is divided. That's yes. why it's so important. Um, so, yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like bragging rights. It's, it, he, it's like, okay, I've got that one, Nana and a boo boo, and you know, and got we win. <laughs> I've read the end of the book, we win. Yeah. And the thing is, which side are you choosing? Which one are you devoted to? Which one are you thankful for? I can mm-hmm. tell you right now, I'm not thankful for the enemy for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some things that's happened in my life. I'm thankful that God was able to, was able, he's always able, that I was able to receive what God was doing to help pull me out of some situations. And, and uh, the, you know, the blood, the blood. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you could, if you didn't have anything but the fact that Jesus came and took all of our sins and, and God sent him. You know, mm-hmm. God sent him to do that. And, 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 and I mean, I know the Trinity and, and he is God and God is him. And, but, uh, the, he loved us so much that he became man so that he could take our sins. Mm-hmm. And he said, here, I'm going to give you my righteousness. Mm-hmm. And you know, the word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God sent his righteousness in Jesus, even mm-hmm. though he was a man, he didn't sin. So we can, we can stand before God. We can go boldly to the throne because he sees us as righteous because of Jesus's righteousness. But that praise, I mean, what good is that praise if he doesn't hear it? We've got that righteousness mm-hmm. that we're praising. He's inhabiting that. And basically the enemy and his and his minions are just kind of roaming around bumping into each other. I yeah. choose to see that because I, I see that as humorous. <laughs> but Because really it even says in the word that when we do see him, it's going to be like, what? You caused all that? Yeah. Because the battlefield also is in our mind mm-hmm. as as we're battling all these, but but the praise to to the Lord, I'm just so thankful to um, to know you because it has really made me more curious on exactly what all what all does this really entail, and it prepares my heart and my mind. You know, I have the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So when you can go and your heart's full of praise and, mm-hmm. and, and and thankful for His grace and His mercy, and and you and you share that knowing that as you're speaking it, He is inhabiting your words that are coming out, your praise and your songs and your music. And it's so powerful to get you through, if you do it on a Sunday, to get you through the rest mm-hmm. of the week and think back on that. So uh, I want to just thank you for leading us and our church in that because it is so powerful and such a calling. And like you said, you couldn't run from it because it's going to chase you down. Yeah, it's is going <laughs> to haunt me, yeah. And there's so many things that's running through my mind. There's so many things we can talk about, but... Um, there's another hymn that I love. It, you know, it's a, it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's something about that name. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus, you know, um, just the master, we give you praise. Kingdom, kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Mm-hmm. And if you think, if there's just <laughs> praising, singing, calling on the name mm-hmm. of Jesus, where words don't suffice, mm-hmm. but praise comes in, you know, praise goes up blessings come down and Mm -hmm. we don't praise for the blessings but we praise because there's so many times where the lord created us to worship him and so many of us are just walking around who don't know the lord and we're trying to fill that void in our heart 
And there's there's nothing that glorifies the Lord more than when we don't have words, when we get out of our own way and we stand on what we know, the name of Jesus, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and we just, whether it's falling on our knees and just raising our hands and we're, we're singing Jesus, that's all we need. That's mm-hmm. all we need to say. So many times we have these glorified prayers and we, we have all these new songs written. I mean, you want to talk about worship. We're in a day and age where worship has been so um, just transforming in so many ways. And there's so many artists in the church right now, but there's very few shepherds in the mm. church. And that just goes back as worship leaders, as worship pastors, we're called to shepherd our people. Mm-hmm. You know, as pastors, we're all called to shepherd. An artist performs. They can, they can, they can just uh, uh, manipulate just the atmosphere and sound. But a shepherd has the anointing of God's praises. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, David. You know, when when, gosh, he was out in the field. He he praised. You know, he sang songs. Yeah. And when he was shepherding and flocking, and um, you know, there's uh, was it David who uh, played the harp to calm yeah. down? Mm-hmm. The, you know, just the Saul. king Saul. Mm-hmm. And you know, when Saul was tormented in his troubles, it was <laughs> David. Saul said. Bring me the, you know, the shepherd boy to come and just soothe my soul. Mm-hmm. Soothe, get, just help me to forget what's tormenting me. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm reminded too of, because uh, this is prayer, something I've been studying on, that that worship is a form of prayer. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's powerful because that, that's our communication with him as far as when we make a request be known and things. And, and you were talking about the praises received and the blessings come down. That's just a byproduct. Mm-hmm. We don't do it for that, but it is a byproduct because he is a good, good father. Mm-hmm. And he has good things. You know, eyes have not seen, ears heard, or, you know, we can't understand what he's got planned for us. But it's as we're stepping into his will, connecting with him, praising him, worshiping him. Uh, you were talking about David. I mean, being a shepherd was low totem pole. The low, <laughs> yeah, the lowest caste system you could be in. He was obviously out there fighting bears and lions yeah. too. <laughs> lions and bears and tigers. <laughs> oh my. But, but yeah, but he was still, you know, thankful and a, a joyful heart. And he didn't know right then that he was going to be king one day. Mm-hmm. And even when he found out, I think it, it seemed to have been a shock to everyone. Mm-hmm. But God sees the heart. Mm-hmm. And he saw his heart. He heard those praises. Nobody else heard them mm-hmm. because he was, except the sheep, because he was just out there <laughs> doing his thing. But he, yeah. he just had the right heart for the Lord. And I think he just smiles down and he just blesses that. It's like, yeah. We can do, I can do something with you, David. Now, he made a few little uh, hiccups down the road, but he was human. I mean, who has, you know, everybody in the Bible's got a few hiccups. Yeah. God loves a worshiper. God loves a man Mm -hmm. and woman after his own heart. And man, there's just, there's so many things. Um, I know we talked last week at our, our midweek on, um, just worship and, um, there was three little things that I touched on and I kind of want to talk about those real quick, but you know, between us and because it was, um, again, I'm still learning things, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm 29, you know, I'm 20 something years into my musicianship and, um, you know, worked in ministry for gosh, I don't know, maybe six or seven years already. Um, but the Lord, it's funny how the Lord brings things back around that you've studied previously or, you know, how we say the word is living. It's mm-hmm. living. It's always living. It's, there's so many different things to learn. But one thing that um, we touched on 
last week um, during our midweek prayer was that um, worship flows from the person and the work of God according to the will of God. So worship begins with a reflection of who God is, you know, and there's, you look at, there's so many churches out there that are, um, you look in the congregation, they're numbers focused, they're, Mm -hmm. they're just, they're works focused. And it's like, um, we serve one God, we worship one God, but it's how many people do you see in the congregation? And I know we all worship differently. There's no right or wrong way to worship, but it's, you know, there's so many people that are sitting out there and they're just, they're going through this time of worship that is designated in our churches, having no idea where they're truly standing, where Mm. they're at. Why are these people raising their hands? Why Maybe they're new to the faith. Maybe, you know, maybe they're just, uh, they're in there because they're with a friend, but it's like from the outside looking in, you say, well, these people are acting kind of crazy, you know, but it's like, I, I, I truly, the Lord spoke this on my heart. When I had questions, I was like, how do we get to engage our congregation, our people? And the Lord spoke. He said, worship is a revelation of who I am. And then a response from that revelation. And then it just clicked. It's like, these people don't have a revelation of who you are. You know, God, when you have a revelation of who God is, when he has your heart, it doesn't matter where you're at. You can fall on your knees and worship and praise him in the middle of yes. Kroger. Uh, and, you know, Amen. <laughs> you may look like a fool, but it doesn't matter because it's worship is a revelation and a response. So did you have anything from that or? No, I was just enjoying it. I forgot we were doing a podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is actually this is personal <laughs> devotion time, prayer time. Um, but yeah, you know, worship, worship is God's the cornerstone of our worship. Mm-hmm. How do we get a revelation of who he is? Yeah. How, how, how do we know him? And, and, yeah. and, and that like you, you've been talking about uh, hearing his voice because he speaks to all of us mm-hmm. and it's not audible. And uh, I mean, it can be, I do believe it, some people have heard an audible voice, but he speaks to us through things we listen to, things we watch, things we see. He uses our senses and, and a knowing in our, in our, uh, we'll feel it in our spirit, in our belly, so to speak. Uh, when he created Adam and Eve, you know, he created them to walk with. They did. They walked with him in the garden. And that's what he wants. And I think in, when we get to heaven, that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be like it, he meant for it to be in the beginning. But it's that relationship. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people know of the Father and know of Jesus and know of, have heard of Holy Spirit. But I've even uh, people have been in church for a long time. I've noticed you, you not as many people don't really have a relationship with him. They don't truly know him. And I think that the, in these times, the Lord's calling a little deeper and, and, and it's like, open up your heart to it. Open up your mind to it. I'm right here. I never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm right here and I'll speak to you and I'll lead you and I'll guide you. I've given you the Holy spirit, spirit of truth, a comforter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just brings to mind, you know, worship occurred before God laid the foundations of the earth. Yes. This is in Job 38, <laughs> That's seven. Right. Yes. If the and rocks it'll, it'll can cry out to God, if the flowers and the mountains <laughs> yes, and things yes. that don't have the ability to think, to reason, that's mm-hmm. that's what makes us so unique and special. People, humans are the only kind of creatures like us on earth. If creation cries out to God and worships mm-hmm. God, then how much more so are we called to cry out to and to yes. worship God? People he formed in his image, yes. you know, so it's. 
It's just incredible. It really is. And we're um, going to do it on the other side because it's yeah. all in the book yeah. of Revelation. It's a, so mm-hmm. let's get, might as well get in practice right now because <laughs> yeah. this is not our home. This is We're here for a short time and he's got exactly. a purpose. And you, How do you know truly what your purpose? Now with you, you were fortunate enough because it chased you down because it's like he's calling on you as you're going to mm-hmm. do this, Kayla. Mm-hmm. But not all of us know that. And we're kind of like, I don't know what I'm called to. And then... There might be that knowing and that feeling, the Holy Spirit talking to us, but it's like, no, 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 I can't be, that can't be it. Mm-hmm. And if it's not more than you can do on your own, it's probably not God. Yeah. Because he's going to do it because the glory's going to go to him. If you can do it on your own, it's probably you. If it doesn't make you uncomfortable, if it doesn't make you squirm. <laughs> if it doesn't stretch you. <laughs> if it doesn't stretch you and you think you already are uh, born to do this, you know, right out of the pocket, yep. then eh, you, you probably got to rethink some things, you know, because the Lord... He's he's not going to reveal everything all at once right. to you. He's going to go to grow you and and. But he will reveal when you ask him. He'll give you yeah. pieces. He'll bring people yeah. into your life. Yeah, it's very important to be where you're supposed to be in this mm-hmm. season. That's what I keep hearing him say. Tell the people they need to be where they're supposed to be because mm-hmm. you can miss out. Are you in the right church? Are you in the right town? Mm-hmm. You know, are you doing the right thing you're supposed to be doing in church? Like Kayla, she's supposed to be at worshiping. You know, uh, leading us in worship, and she knows that. But the Lord, He understands. Like when we learn to walk as children, we don't beat our children up. For, because they fall, he understands we're struggling around. But if you've got that heart to want to know and to want to step into it, he will he will reveal yeah. that to you. And and it's preparedness, you know. So there's so many young worship leaders out there that are, well, I, I'm called to lead worship, and they think they're the most important part of their calling is on the stage. Yes, they couldn't be further from the truth. That the most important part of your calling is what you're doing behind closed doors. Yes. It's the preparedness God's doing in your heart. And as a musician, as a worship leader, uh, a worship musician, you're also called to hone your your gifts and your abilities mm-hmm. um, through practice. And um, but the most important thing is, is is being in that Word of God every yes. single day, allowing Him to speak to you. And um, that's just that's it's, super important. Because you know? His Word's alive, and mm-hmm. He will bring it alive. And it's multifaceted. You can mm-hmm. read one verse, and then later on, after you've been a Christian a while, it's like, oh, but that. You know, it also means that because you know, Jesus spoke in parables mm-hmm. and, you know, I've learned in, in hearing, uh, hearing the Lord's voice uh, that he loves numbers and he loves words. He loves mm-hmm. to play on words. Mm-hmm. And you can look in the Bible and you can see that, too. But, yeah, you get in there, you hunger and thirst. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Mm-hmm. And when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things, everything else you need will be added. So you seek the kingdom and his righteousness. And then you realize, Oh my goodness. In seeking this, he is righteousness. And it says you seek righteousness and you will be filled. So if you just put a heart, if you don't do anything, but get the Bible and say, okay, Lord, I want to hear, I want to know more about the kingdom (laughs) and righteousness. Well, you got the right heart. Everything else going to be added. But I want to know more about you. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. There's, um, he is the kingdom. There's not a, yeah. (laughs) I think one cool thing that is, uh, Another amazing thing about worship, just in in relation to the work of God and and just our relationship with Him, is that uh, God first initiates worship. Mm-hmm. Worship is an initiation; it's not an invention. So many times, we if you go to church and you're just a bipartisan and you're in their congregation, you're thinking, "Well, here we go. This is the time and place." It's like the Lord is initiating worship in your heart before it even ever happens, and. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that on in in John four twenty three on, um, in you guys I don't have that pulled up, but 
there's an emphasis on the word seeking. The Lord is seeking, seeks for his people. Um, some cool things that I was studying up on was that um, God is an initiator in everything, in our every single relationship he has with every single one of us. He first initiated it. And um, he initiates our worship. And a cool thing is that um, it was God who summoned Moses and the elders of Israel to the mountain to establish his covenant. He initiated that. Mm-hmm. It was God who first acted on the day of Pentecost. Um, and it was God who chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Um, so God is an initiator. He's an initiator in our worship. Um, yeah. In our lives. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what is, what is the Lord calling you to? What, what, what are you, what are you feeling a tug on your heart? What is he calling you to? Because he'll, he'll make it happen. He'll, he'll prepare the way. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, be, set your heart and your mind to understand him. He's seeking us, like you just said, and he tells us to seek him. Well, we're going to run slap dab into him. And he's, <laughs> and, and he's got a plan. He's got a plan. In Tennessee terms, <laughs> slap dab to him. We all are. It's like, whoa, there you are, Lord. Whoop, there he is. That's right. And he, and he does have a sense of humor. He, he made me, so he that does. is proof. He <laughs> does have a sense of humor. He has a very serious side. He does. But yeah, he yeah. is, he is a good, good yeah. father. And, I think the biggest thing is that, uh, and you've talked about it, but worship is, it's eternal. Mm-hmm. It's an eternal thing. And if that doesn't speak on the vastness yes. of number one, our calling, number one, our caller, the creator of the universe. It's <laughs> calling and our caller. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Our calling and our caller. Um, the worship is an eternal thing. It was going on before he created man. And it's going to happen after we're long gone. It's in revelation. <laughs> it, it's, it's everywhere. And worship is, is worship will be the way we spend eternity. So get your practice in now on our, <laughs> because <laughs> you're going to be in the big dogs in heaven. Mm. So it's eternal. It's, it's always and forever lasting always. And, and like you said, it's when we're worshiping here on earth, it's happening simultaneously mm-hmm. in heaven. So it's when you have the uniting of mm-hmm. hearts and spirits, can you, you can only imagine what can happen during mm-hmm. that time of worship. It's yeah. where transformation occurs. Yes. And, yes manifestations so, yeah. yeah of his glory yes yeah so it's uh you guys we could we could we could go to town on this topic we could take <laughs> you to school here but we're uh we're you know we're gonna be mindful of the time here and uh do you have anything else to say about worship and no i i, I mean there's plenty to say but i know yeah. we're out of time but i would like to for you to, to pray for us before we leave yeah yeah i'll definitely go ahead and pray lord we just uh we thank you so much lord for um, God, for initiating, Lord, initiating that worship, Lord, of your your creation, Lord Jesus, for creating us to worship you. And it's not a worship that is um, this, I, you know, idolistic worship. God, you don't need our worship. You exalt in our worship, Lord. You, you, uh, God, you see our hearts. You, you see that this worship we need it much more than you need it, Lord. So that's why you desire it and you call us to it, Lord Jesus. I pray for everyone who is seeking a heart of worship, uh, for every calling and every individual who may be listening to this, every upcoming worship leader, worship pastor, um, just individual who's desiring a closer relationship to you that, Lord, they would, they would understand and cultivate a life of worship, God, that 
even when music, when sound is stripped away, Lord, our hearts are still worshiping you, Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, God, and for every divine calling and purpose on this planet, every individual, Lord Jesus, we pray that they would just come to understand, Lord, the, um, the impact of their calling, Lord Jesus, and that, Lord, the beauty of if creation worships you, Lord, how much more we're called, Lord, where we are called out, we are set aside, Lord, and we just thank you for the ability to worship, to come together, to uplift each other. We thank you for the transformation that occurs during it, and we thank you that, Lord, God, you're always calling us deeper and deeper into the heart of worship, into who you are, Lord, that when all is stripped away, we can always come back to you, Lord Jesus, and call on the name of Jesus. That is your holy and pleasing, Lord, worship to you. And we thank you so much and ask and pray all of this in your name. Yes. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We thank you so much for this, for, for joining with us again. And, and I just ask that, that the Lord just bless you and keep you throughout this next week. God bless you all. This is a personal podcast. If you enjoyed our talk today, we would love to hear from you and pray you share this with someone who can benefit the most. Any views or opinions represented are individual and belong solely to the participants. The content presented is not to diagnose, cure, or heal any illnesses.